How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to 20 Minutes or Less. My name is Hayden McNamee, as you may know. Today, I am joined with uh, Noah Diamond, uh, CEO and founder of Broke as Fuck Apparel, or BAF, or BAF. I don't know how we <laughs> say it at all, but how are you doing today, my friend? Good, good. How are you? Very, very good. Now, uh, Broke as Fuck is a, an apparel, a skater apparel. From uh, it, it started in St. John, did it not? Yes, it did. Yeah, and West Pan says slash St. John, but the that area. Yeah, Greater St. John. <laughs> yeah, Greater St. John, New Brunswick region. Has it made its way up to more northern uh, New Brunswick yet? Uh, northern New Brunswick, uh, not too too much. I did. I sent a hat to to somebody in Maine. Mm-hmm. And then I sent another hat to somebody else in uh, Nova Scotia. Nice. I forget. Nice. I'm not sure like where in Nova Scotia. But then like my stepbrother, he's in the military, mm-hmm. and he's out in Latvia. So I sent him a T-shirt. I think over sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably send a couple more shirts out with him. Nice, nice. A couple of his buddies. So I would just uh, a couple questions that I'd like to ask about. Uh about uh, broke as fuck is how did it start what is what was the inspiration and like the beginning story of, of it honestly well it it's it stems from literally me being broke as fuck just yeah. being in college like I, I didn't like it just not having anything but if i want to like think about like really far back like my old man used to have like a clothing store and he was into the apparel scene for a little bit and i skated my whole life so i was always in it like the old east side shop before that yeah. shut down untimely yeah and then uh, yeah like that that was like i always wanted to do something with clothes but i wasn't sure what but then i went into school for mechanical engineering so that kind of like just was set on the back burner and then i started thinking about like something catchy like almost like like gap pretty much like just something along the lines of that but i couldn't think of like what it means mm-hmm. and then it just happened at like a tim Hortons parking lot we were just in like a chilling drinking coffees and then he said it and i was like you know what that might actually be a good idea he's like would you buy some hats i was like i'll start with some beanies and then see if we can get this on the go nice and uh if, if any of you follow the the actual page for for broke as fuck uh it is very skater apparel and uh, a lot of very cool edits of some of the skaters around here which are other people that i'd like to have on the podcast but for you how what how has skateboarding like affected your life and made your life better or helped you get out of better places or get out of worse places i always think about what i would be doing had i not found skateboarding Mm -hmm. Cause I started skateboarding when like I was in like, like grade, grade five I think I got my first like Walmart like Walmart skateboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. I used that for a year or whatever, and then I, it was kind of on and off for years up until I like graduated. Cause like high school like the last year like year and a half I had a concussion. I wasn't skating. I was just doing schoolwork. Like I like I was kind of over it honestly. Mm. And then. Mm-hmm university started and i was just like i'm a bad procrastinator and i didn't want to do my schoolwork so i started skating again yeah. so i just started skating all the time and then there was a trip that we were going to uh it was in nova scotia or something like that but i didn't know any of the guys so i just like hit them up and i was like you know like how's it going like 
can I come on the trip? Because they're looking for one more person just to like make it a little cheaper for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I went on mm-hmm. and I've been skating with those guys ever since. It's been like a year, a year and a half. Nice. That I've been skating nice. like a lot, a lot, but I've been skating for a pretty long time. For a pretty, for a pretty long <laughs> but like, time. it's just, it's just like an outlet, really. Mm. Just a way to show you, just not, maybe not like, for some people, it's like expressing themselves, but for me, it's kind of just to blow off steam. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it, but it, you can't look at it from like a sports perspective or from like an art perspective. It's, it's yeah. kind of up to the skateboarder, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Something that uh, I found extremely cool about skateboarding, and I, I've, I've been into skateboarding for a long time. I was never unbelievably good at it but i always loved the thrasher magazines and everything in there um i i love the the intricacies of like doing a crazy trick and seeing what the board is like doing during that trick like obviously like a laser flip or like an impossible or something like that like they're they're crazy tricks like and what the board is doing is absolutely nuts and what you have to do to for your feet to get the board to do that i think it's so weird with all these twisting with all like these twists and shapes and all these crazy things of skateboarding like what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen been done in skateboarding the craziest thing that i've ever seen been done yeah that's a that's a that's a hard one I mean, the first person that pops into my mind is Brian, Brian Chasson. Like you probably heard of who that is. Like he's, he's a big name around here. He, he tears up, like he's got, I swear he, like he can do every trick. Like if it's not first try, like in a few tries, like he's a nut bar. Like we were at the, uh, in person, like probably the biggest plate, like the biggest skate spot in St. John is probably like, you know, where city hall is. Mm-hmm. The city hall 10 stair there's like a handrail there and some people skate the stairs or whatever like uh mark winchester he he kick flipped the set and he hard flipped the set like just this year and then brian did uh, i don't even know how many tricks down that handrail it was crazy really i saw i saw a few of it a little bit of it in person but like when you're at like that scale like something that big like it's not it's almost not like a trick anymore it's not just like a little flip up a curve and they're like a manual or whatever like He's like jumping down ten stairs. Yeah. And on a tall handrail. Like it's 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 crazy to see, man. He's jumping down ten stairs and then will continue moving once he hits the ground and he needs to make sure his feet hit that board man. correctly. We went there one time so he got he already landed this trick. He he did a crooked grind down in the rail and then he tried to do it again for an I don't know why he tried to do it again. It was either to like get it on a better camera or for someone else's video or whatever it was or whatever. But he tried that trick like probably like 10 to 15 times he shit like every single time got back up went to the top like we got kicked out so we never he didn't get it the second time around but it was quite the battle yeah but he still did it which is crazy and something that's crazy to have under your belt now with uh i know i know the saint john skate park has had a, a couple skating competitions before but you yourself or would you know anyone else that would that would be interested in going pro or has gone pro and made it into other sort of medias well from if you're talking like from around here there's the first guy that i think of is andrew mcgraw Mm -hmm. he he went pro for zoo york Mm -hmm. like a long time ago he was from st john he was really good like my first board that i like set up or whatever was like an andrew mcgraw board and 
picked out all the shit for it. Yeah. He went pro, like, he was on, like, he was getting hooked up with, like, Adidas and stuff. Like, even just recently, like, during, like, COVID times or whatever, like, he, like, did his quarantine and he was skating St. John for a bit with us. He's on, he's getting boards from, like, studio or something right now. But, like, he, he he's probably the only one that, like, made it, like, got his name on a board or whatever. But, like, everyone from around here thinks that Brian could. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it, uh, it's a one in a million chance for someone that's in California that's killing it, that's doing crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's for someone yeah. like him, like in St. John to make it, like he could, but it's like, it, it's, 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 uh, it's hard out there. It's yeah. a hard industry to break into for sure because everybody's good now. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And you all, you have like these young kids or skate, skaters that started when they were really young, like Nigel Houston. How old was he when he started? Like, obviously, people look he over and like, kind of think a, he's an asshole. Like a, he was like a fetus. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was like three years old. He started skateboarding, I guess, like I heard. Like, but like his parents, like he was like laced up as a kid. Like, he had like some hard times too, but like. Yeah. His parents like yeah. bought him an indoor skate park. Yeah. So he had like his indoor skate park to skate every day as a kid, and then he got good enough, got some sponsors, and disappeared for a bit. Now he's back. He's doing better than everybody. Uh, yeah. He's, he's crazy. And then there's the the street league competitions, which I always try to watch uh, uh, whenever they come out. I think it's usually every year, isn't it? Street league is every year. Yeah, they well like every at first they only did like once a year I think, and now they do like tours. So they'll have like four stops a year in like different places around the country, and then they'll have like one like world champion somewhere. Yeah. And then it's basically yeah. like and like now it's in the Olympics. Really. So there's gonna be yeah it was supposed to be this year but because of COVID it's not in the Olympics it was like it's officially an Olympic sport. It's that's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's. I I feel like a lot of people kind of overlook skateboarding, but with, uh, but I really don't think it should be overlooked because of, uh, like I said, all the crazy stuff that you can do, and it it really does give you quite the workout, especially on the legs and whatever you're doing. One sec, I need to make sure that that's off. Yeah, no worries. But, uh, but. Uh, for skateboarding to be an Olympic sport, especially since it started out as something so small, uh, a very, like a long time ago, for it to come up and be an Olympic sport, it, it's a that's a big that's a big win for skateboarding in general because a lot of people do look over skateboarding. And some people think you got the bad people, of course, that are just like it's just a bunch of idiots on boards and stuff, and then you got the people that are look at it that like this is like any other sport this is like art you need to put in hard work and dedication to be able to do this so for it to come out and be an olympic sport and it to be going pro is just absolutely nuts it is it is crazy to think about that it's in the olympics because i never would have thought of that as a kid like i never really thought about skateboarding as like a I never really thought of it as a sport, like, right at first. Mm -hmm. Like, when I started skateboarding, like, I kind of thought of it as just, like, for me, it was just a mode of transportation. Mm -hmm. But the older I got, like, you know, like, the more you fall in love with something. Like, I just started, like, learning so many things. Like, the contest, people are, like, making money off of it. But, like, the bar now is set, like, ridiculously high for that, for me to even think that's, like, feasible. So that's kind of why I started back. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to do anything in skateboarding like to that level, like with my personal talent. Mm-hmm. But I think I could make something 
that wall that it is, it's more is bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how big or how good I am. Like I'm, I think I can make something that's that people will gravitate towards. And it's it's kind of like it's almost like giving giving back to skateboarding. Like having the guys to like have something to film for and just support them on Instagram or whatever. Like just do whatever I can. Oh, of course. Uh, do do you think that? St. John as itself needs to show, needs to, sorry, I, I need to reword this. Um, do you think St. John's skateboarding community is a lot more hidden? Like, because uh, of course we have the the Station 8 skate park. I th- I'm almost certain that's what it's called. But Station 1. Station 1, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but do you think that St. John's skateboarding community with with all the skaters that are in it is like hidden from the rest of the community sort of like a lot of people think skateboarding only stays in this one spot but i always see people everywhere do you think it's more hidden and it really like we're not really showing the talent of skateboarding that st john has to offer i do think that to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but it's uh i don't know i'm trying to think that's that's a, that's a that's a lot to think about. <laughs> um, can you ask that question again? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> um, so, do you think that St. John's skateboarding? Do you think it's a hidden gem? Right, that's yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, okay. Do you think it's like a it is, gem? I do think it, that it's a hidden gem, and there's a lot of really talented guys that are slept on. Yeah. But. I also think that like we're doing our best to like get noticed or whatever. Like we're not. I, I don't. I also don't think we're the only small town that has a lot of really good guys. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Like, I just think that like instead of maybe making it into the big scene, you got to grow your own scene. Yeah. Like you, you have to like have to do it yourself, kind of like especially with Eastside like being gone. Like when that shut down, like a lot of people like I, th- I think a lot of people stopped skateboarding because I know some people were like, oh well, there's nothing to skate for anymore you know what I mean like there's no shop to get sponsored by like mm-hmm. this year is the first year that we had riffraff and that they, they it took them a while to get some progress because COVID and stuff like all the orders were backed up like they couldn't get like trucks and decks and stuff like it was rough at the beginning or whatever for everybody with COVID Indeed. but like sorry go ahead. no you keep going well like back to like like if it needs like It'd be nice if we had more, more uh, like more people knew who we were. You know what I mean? Like knew what we were trying to do. Like skateboarding is just, it's a beautiful thing, and I think a lot of people don't really understand it. And you couldn't understand it unless you were doing it. Yeah. Or you were like watching it or paying attention to it. Like they have like actually just yesterday. There's you know you ever heard Jenka Mag? Yeah. Well, they they like released this piece where they like I don't know what this guy was, but he was like an older dude or whatever. He had like this funny accent, and he was like they're showing him skateboarding or whatever. Like he's like a scientist. I don't know what he was or no, he was a, he was the skier. Like one of those like jump skiers that like fly through the air, like an EV Eagle or whatever. Yeah. He's whatever. He was, he was like, they're showing him skateboarding. He was like, I get it. Like you just keep trying your tricks like over and over again until you just get one, one roll away. Then you never do it again. Like if you don't want to. Yeah. Like just for the satisfaction of just doing it and like not giving up. It's, it's pretty nuts. 
That is nuts. I love always seeing, like, uh, the older guys that uh, skateboarded, like, a long time ago still skateboarding today. Because it shows that, like, they still love it, right? It's like a child to them, almost, if you could say, like, a child. But it, I love seeing the... I love seeing little kids starting to skateboard, even just trying to pick it up. I love seeing... I love... I love skateboarding. I, I love the community behind it. Because, really, like, obviously, there, there's dickheads in every community. But every time that I've been to the skate park, especially... A long time ago when I used to skate a lot more everyone was legitimately nice like uh, there's always the stigma that people think people that skateboard are a bunch of dickheads or something like that and that's just not the truth right that's kind of the no, way that I totally hear it. that like it's when you when you pull up to the skate park when you're a little kid and you see like these like 20 year old like some of them 25 year old like guys like jumping down big stairs and rails and stuff like it can be intimidating to go roll around in there and you can barely ollie like yeah like once you just like talk to somebody and you keep skating like if you're there to skate like no one's gonna give you a hard time or anything like that like no all love oh yeah exactly uh and something that i want to talk about again is riffraff do you think uh when when we're when we're Sorry. When Riff Raff came to St. John, uh, I remember there was, like, I remember seeing a, a lot of people were excited about Riff Raff because it was a new skateboard shop that was coming back, right? Yeah, the, it's, a, it's an exciting feeling. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think Riff Raff will definitely help more people get back into skateboarding? I think so. I think they kind of already have, like, a little bit. Like, even, like, Folsom Skateboards, like, for example, they, uh, They've been around and they've been like putting some stuff in the riffraff, like getting boards in there. Like people are getting excited to skate again. I think like especially this year and last year, like it's it's starting to pick back up. And I think COVID kind of helped that yeah. people are at home. They didn't know what to do. Like I was skating every day yeah. during COVID. Like it didn't matter. Like I knew like we were in like during red zone and stuff like that. Like I, there, I still had to skate. Like everybody was like still had to skate. Like you just go find somewhere like by yourself a parking lot or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and you actually have some uh, beanies and stuff there, do you not? Uh, I do. Like I think I only have like four left from the first batch that I got. I haven't like my, my thing is with that, like I never wanted to do something twice. Mm-hmm. So if I those 40 hats, I'm not going to make anything like that ever again. I might make another hat with a different logo or something like that, but yeah. never those again. And where did the idea? Where did the idea of the pig come from? Where did that pig come from for the <laughs> logo? Uh, it's kind of a funny story. I was like, I was supposed to be studying for like a statistics exam or something like that at school, and I was just like scrolling through Instagram, like not wanting to do my work. Like I was going through it or whatever, and I seen that like Lacoste was doing like a like you know they have like the alligator. Mm-hmm. Well, they were doing like. Like for a, a bunch of endangered animals and stuff, they would change their logo on like a bunch of white polos or something like that. Yeah. And I started looking through them or whatever, and I was like, man, like it might be cool to like, you know, have like a little mascot or whatever. Cause like I know there's like another thing called like pig wheels, mm-hmm. and they make like mm-hmm. bearings and wheels and stuff like that. Their pig is like just like the face of the pig. But I was like, well, like it's broke as fuck. So I was like, maybe I can make it like a piggy bank. Yeah. So I just started like drawing a bunch of different pigs and stuff, and then I found like a black silhouette and put a little white line through the top so it's you know it's a piggy bank and that was that was it <laughs> i was i really like i i think it sticks really well i really like the look of uh the pig 
especially as a logo, like, with the name broke as fuck and with just, like, a random picture of a pig, I really, like, it just stands out, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things, it's one of those logos that, like, it's so, it's not random, but, like, it's kind of obscure, you know? Like, there's a couple logos that I can, well, I can't exactly think of them, but I, I know they're in the back of my head, but it's kind of, like, obscure, but they always have a story behind them. Yeah, it's it, uh, for me. I just wanted to make something different, something that kind of stands out, but nothing like. I didn't want to overthink it too much because I found like if you start over, like I, I didn't want to need to have like a gimmick or something like that. Like at first, I was trying to do like, I make it like all Canadian, like all like good materials and stuff like that. But I was like, it's it, for someone like in my position in university, like it's, it wasn't feasible mm-hmm. for me to like. <clears throat> have everything locally sourced or something like that like it's hard like i actually have a, i have a batch of hoodies that uh my friend gord he's doing he's the owner of Folsom skateboards mm-hmm. he's doing some hoodies for me right now and that's the only thing i've done like local like the hats were from i forget some distributor in china and then yeah. i got the labels done from a canadian way and then i got them sewn by some lady in fredericton and nice. then the t-shirts i just got those printed like one one shot and i think they were canadian yeah, I, th- I think it was a Canadian printing company. Nice. And so with uh, with Broke as Fuck, uh, what, what is your main goal with it? Right now, my main goal is, well, we're all, like, I wanted to put out a full-length video. Is my main goal, right? It's kind of like the thing that we're all thinking about. Like, I'm going to drop it on my birthday, December 20th, 2021. So it's like a year a year from now almost pretty much yeah that's what we're all kind of looking towards but i want to drop a couple things like i have like some collabs that i have coming up like uh i was talking with my friend over in nova scotia he just started an apparel company called uh yeah apparel or it's like y-a-e-h or something like that and their logo is like a little like whatever dude it's pretty dope that's that's awesome and uh one final question: Would you like to make it uh, to a point where, like, broke as fuck, could then sponsor some people, or is that not kind of what you're looking for? I would love to do that. I'd love for it to be big enough to do that. Like, I, I just right now, like, I'm just trying to build like a, a following. It's mm-hmm. kind of like my main goal right now. Like, get as many people to know about it. Like, share, like, whatever. Like, buy a hat, slap a sticker somewhere. Like anything is like appreciated pretty much right now yeah. right now like i'm so it, like the only person yeah. putting money towards it unless i do like a collab with another company or a homie or something like that it's all out of my pocket yeah. and i'm like also paying for school and yeah. stuff like that so it's a uh, it's hard to like start growing because some companies come out the gate and then they have like a whole season collection like their first year planned out like ready to go like like they have thousands of dollars like ready like at hand it's just it's more for me like it's just like a hobby. Yeah. And if it does go somewhere, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Now this is a. I would like to thank you very much, Noah, for coming on twenty minutes or less today. And I will make sure that in the description of our videos and stuff, I will link the. I'll actually link uh, the Instagram page and everything for Broke as Fuck. So I oh, like. Yeah, dude, I appreciate that a lot. Oh, of course, and I'd like to thank you very much. And this is the point of every single podcast where I say, "That's that." <laughs>